Welcome to the 232 Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Carl. This podcast is about books, reading, and the meaning of life. Today we unpack another book because you know what they say. Too many books. Too little time. Welcome to episode six of the 232 podcast. Good morning, Carl. Sean, how are you? It's very feeling very autumnal in New Zealand at the moment, isn't it? I know yeah. it is, but I, but I like it. Hey, and I'm looking forward to this book very much. Mm. And um, we've barricaded ourselves into the studios today, so my cat doesn't... Um, <laughs> the, my cat has third, a tendency... The third guest. <laughs> That's right. The mysterious third guest. She's had a tendency to, to wander in exactly when we're recording. Just to say hello um, in her yeah, own cat way. Just breaking the, the, the fourth wall there, aren't That's we? Right. <laughs> That's right. So. so today, right, Adam Grant, Think Again. Yes. Yeah, okay. So uh, it's really important we do a book about thinking. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this chat. But Adam Grant, I mean, what a guy, right? He's an amazing guy, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. And um, he's, I mean, he's, he's very high profile now. Yeah. Well, let's start. At the present and work backwards. That's right. right. So he's a professor at Wharton, which mm. is the business school at Pennsylvania. I'm sure I'm t- telling our, our listeners how to suck eggs. Wharton is the world's oldest business school. Mm. And uh, in 2023, it was voted the world's best business school. It always vies with Harvard about you know, ah. like the bounce back and forth, but it's always one of the best. Yeah. Which, uh, as somebody that doesn't know anything about that stuff, I've always thought, isn't it weird that the best business schools in Pennsylvania, but there you have it. Yeah. yeah. So he's a professor at w- Wharton, mm. youngest tenured professor in, yeah. in Wharton he Business School history. He became 28. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last five or seven years, voted the best professor at Wharton. So the boys got skills. So he can teach. Yeah, well, as we, well. And the reason he can teach mm. is go. <laughs> he paid for his way through his undergraduate degree working as a professional uh, magician. Oh, right. So he wanted to be a professional basketballer. So yeah, he's, he's like you, right? He's a yeah. basketballer, <laughs> yeah. but he was really good at diving, you know, off high boards mm. into things and was All-American mm. at high school. Yeah. So All-American diver, he's wanted to be a basketball player, paid for his way through varsity. So he's another one of these polymaths, oh, isn't he's, he? He's yeah. Just, and what, three best-selling books? I think. Well, one of yeah, was, he's done, yeah, so the the books that, um, I mean, this, this latest book, Think Again, is February 2021. Yeah. But he's got Give and Take in 2018, Originals in 2016. Yeah. And then sandwiched in between is option B, which he did with Sheryl Sandberg. Sandberg yeah. yeah. So yeah. so fourth book. But the interesting thing about it, I, I also um, picked up that a lot of his research is obviously really, you know, um, touching quite a few things that people want to write about. And it's actually been featured in a lot of other high-profile high books. Y- yeah, Probably true. before he became an author yeah, himself. And, hey? and he's really well-known in the academic literature. Like mm. he, he publishes in really mm. good journals. Uh, we should have said the bit we missed, of course, is he worked in advertising, which oh. might might tie all this together. Oh, so between Yeah, so between kind of his... Magician uh, years? Yeah, <laughs> probably between his undergraduate degree and his graduate yes. degrees, he worked in advertising. Oh, so, so he, he has had a corporate... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So a lot of his work, his research is focused on organisations and the yeah. work setting, um, motivation, behaviour, leadership, yeah. organisational change. Well, if, if you yeah. live in America and you watch kind of that sort of TV that covers business things, he's often a commentator. Right. Like you see him a lot on TV. He's a high profile guy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So he's um, he's obviously very prolific in his research um, and yeah. and he's got his own podcast as well. 
called Rethink, yes. which is actually pretty, you know, it's a good listen. Yeah. He does traverse some really interesting topics. He, you know, his interest in athletics is, you know, great because he gets some, yep. you know, gets into the mind of sports people and stuff occasionally. So, yeah. Which is right in our wheelhouse. That's right. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's probably what attracted me to it. But um, So, I mean, look, th- yeah. I, I um, think again, in many ways, it's... Um, you know, it's a, a symptom of a much bigger problem, mm. isn't it? Because actually what it's trying to help people do, and I think aimed largely at a, a business audience, is help them understand thinking biases yes. and the mistakes we make with thinking yeah. all the time, right? Yeah. And, and that's something you and I have had an interest in. Lots of people are writing about this stuff. Mm. And he captures a whole lot of thinking and literature and distills it into a really easily digestible format mm. which is which is his style which, isn't which it which is his style right? yeah so, and it's interesting so it's based on a lot of the real firm research but again you know another author that's presented it in a very accessible yeah. way yeah. so yeah. he he's bright and breezy mm. and and i mean that in the best possible way right? yeah so yeah um, no, that's great yeah so you know he talks about things like well he talks about things that um, I mean, this is an area where, where you know, uh, I and our company do a lot of work, but he, he, he captures wonderful things about the overconfidence effect. Mm. You know, it's really hard to know what you take for granted because you take it for granted. You're going to fall into the confirmation bias mm-hmm. trap. Once you've got an idea, you're going to go look for evidence that you're right. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, I, I mean, I, I love this stuff, but his solution, uh, everybody's solution, but his solution, which he articulates really well, is all of us need to think more like scientists mm. and less like you know lawyers arguing for a case yeah so he um he the the book's structured in an interesting way isn't it i thought the the arc of the book was really clever because he starts with individuals and then he goes into personal and then he goes collective so he's yeah. kind of starting with the one person then the two person then the, then the all together um and and it does layer on doesn't it so you there's concepts that come back in you know, in the book. So he introduces them and then they come back and then they come back. So it, yeah. it does feel like yeah. you're on a, a bit of a journey through the, the book. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I mean, what's the, you know, the important part of all of this stuff is uh, the smarter you are and the more successful you are, the less likely you are to think about your thinking. So mm. it's kind of a metacognition challenge. Absolutely. So, you know, like the, the level above. So how do we get successful people to rethink? I'm sorry, excuse me, did I just see you smell that book? Starting individual, the this confidence versus competence yes, thing. And, yes, and I, th- yeah. I thought that was really well done, yeah. you know. Um, the This mistaking your confidence as competence. Yeah. So there's a great mm. saying, uh, I think it's Kahneman, but, um, you know, um, subjectivity feels just like objectivity. Mm. In other words, when you're right, it feels just the same. When you're wrong, it feels just the same as when you're right. Mm. Like if you're just going on your gut feel, you can't tell the difference. Mm. So where's the evidence, mm. right? Mm. So he calls, um, you know, this this relationship, um, which I found quite interesting. The uh, that you know, it's the armchair quarterback when you're overconfident, you yes. know, and that's obviously in a very American parlance. But you know, the armchair commentator, yeah, where you know you've yeah. got a comment about everything, and, yeah. and that's your comp- that's the overconfidence thing. And then the, I, I hadn't picked up on this, and it's something I've read a lot about recently, which is imposter syndrome, which is the other challenge that you have is the more competent you become at something, 
the less confident so, you can become as yes. well. It's a, well, there's, there's a whole, there's a continuum there, isn't it? Mm. Excuse me. You know, there's, first of all, there's the, the uh, curse of knowledge. Mm. You forget how hard it was to learn the things you've learned. Mm. So you assume that everybody else has come with you, right? And then there's the Dunning Kruger effect, yes. right? Which is, you know, <laughs> Which is great. You know the yeah. idea that actually the worse you are at something, the less aware you are that you really suck at it. Right? Yes. So, you know, and then, so I think there is this, this progression between kind of from sort of conscious incompetence to unconscious competence, mm. right? You know, mm. that, that mastery arc, but actually knowing where you are on that arc. And this is, yeah, and this is the premise, isn't it? Is that he's calling out that, you know, this, there's always stuff you don't know. <laughs> all the way along and, and stuff you don't know. So and, well, do it's you... even better than that right mm. like you know if you if you double down on this stuff um all knowledge is provisional mm. you know that's that mm. so, i loved that actually so that's yeah. that cognitive humility part right like yes. you know like the way to stop being an arrogant dick is actually to, <laughs> to, to to allow the fact that you might be wrong yeah there was a great quote actually if knowledge is power Knowing what we don't know is wisdom. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So, so it's acknowledging uh, that you don't know everything. Yeah. So this isn't one of his, but he, he quotes it. I think he gets it from Tim Urban. But arrogance is ignorance plus conviction. Yes. <laughs> arrogance is ignorance plus conviction. I think that's fantastic. So, yeah. um, so oh, no, I've got, I've got, I've got yes. to give you one more because oh. I love this, right? Um, yeah. We've talked about this before about, um, you know, most people that think about healthy mind and healthy body will – do something for their physical health on a regular basis, mm, but mm. but much less so for their mental health. And and um, Grant in the book says we laugh at people who still use Windows ninety five, yet we still cling to our opinions that we formed in nineteen ninety five. Isn't that brilliant? It's so <laughs> true. Now I found um, some some of the little anecdotes. I mean, everyone's got Apple stories, eh? Like yeah. every business book has got a Steve Jobs Apple story. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know, and this is this is his point. I think he was making around humility. So the humility of being Apple at the time where they, you know, like they had the iPod and they with, had the computer, they had no idea where it was going. Right. And Steve Jobs had to, had got challenged by his team. He was adamant that the next big thing was basically the iPhone in his head. Right. Adding calling to the iPod. But his team were like, no, 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 there could be other options here. Right. And they talked. And so at the same time, Apple, over a period of around four years, mm. added calling to the iPod and turned the Mac into a tablet. Right. I like it. So yeah. they simultaneously came at the iPhone from two different angles. Yeah. Which is incredible when you think about it. Yeah, and it. and that took yeah. and that was that humility moment. So that yeah. whole thinking again when you don't know something, acknowledging that you don't know it. So I mean, I'm I'm reminded when I read this mm. book um, of Philip Tetlock's work, right? So Philip Tetlock's the guy who did the you know the world's largest study about expertise mm. and about how's it turned out. And um, you know Tetlock famously said, so Tetlock impaneled hundreds of experts mm -hmm. over a long period of time, got them to make thousands of predictions. Ah, oh, that's yeah, right. Brilliant know, book, yes. right? And, uh, and, and of course, the experts did abysmally. Yes. Famously said, if you want to find out what's going to happen in the future, you're better off with a dart-throwing chimp than mm. an expert. <laughs> but, but what he did when he did the analysis, he said, actually, experts come in two kinds. Mm. There are what he calls hedgehogs, which are people that have one big idea, right? Mm. And then there are foxes that have multiple ideas. Mm. And foxes outperform hedgehogs, yeah. right? If you're interested in nuance, you know, if you're interested in complexity, you need to be a fox. Mm. But the point that he also makes is our media 
are drawn to, to hedgehogs because they've got more certainty. Yeah. Right? Because they've got one big idea. Yeah. That, well, the foxes are going, well, it might be A and it might be B, mm. but you're better off being a fox than a hedgehog. The, I think the I keep coming back to 2021, you know, like when this book came yes. out yeah. and, and, you know, like in a broader mm. sense, you know, it's a very important line of thinking so you think so you're thinking about the world of misinformation yes yeah. and also this as you were just pointing out that we we don't deal with uncertainty well and we're always looking for certainty and so when we get into the media yeah. that's the stuff that sounds great doesn't it because it's like <clears> it's <throat> this it's this it's this and so we don't have time yeah we're not making the time so there's a really important principle in psychology that mm. i like which is irritation is your friend mm. so when you feel yourself being irritated in conversation with somebody mm. that's either because you're not communicating well you know or or you know like the irritation is a great lead indicator mm. and that uncomfortableness that discomfort you feel when you're inhabiting mm. an uncertain world is also your friend mm. right mm. because that tells you you know if you're feeling confident you're probably about to make a huge mistake yeah <laughs> you know, like, like being overconfident is much more of a problem than being underconfident mm. and particularly when it comes to knowledge right because everything is everything to do with knowledge is a model all models are wrong some are useful yeah <laughs> that's, right. that's another quote from somewhere isn't George it? So. what is this obsession people have with books some of the things that jumped out from me this this, the scientist thing Think is, like a scientist. is great. Yeah, and he, yeah. he introduced three ways yeah. that people like to make arguments, isn't it? The preacher, the prosecutor, and the politician. Yeah, yeah. So the, the idea being that, you know, like if people want to try and get their idea across, they try and preach yeah. their beliefs to protect their position is one, one seat that people hold. Prosecutors where, and I think we've all got prosecute friends, haven't we? Um, sometimes they're in the law fraternity, I'll just say <laughs> it like that. But, you know, the, the people who will try to find a flaw in your argument. Yeah. So they come at you trying to find the flaws. And then the third is the politic, which is the winning over the audience. Yes. Yeah. The, the kind of grandiose statements. The, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And again, this is at the, the, the sharp end of a long tradition of this stuff, because Plato mm. was talking about the power of rhetoric, right? Mm. Um, the rule at the heart of all thinking skills. So the, you know, like the, the critical thinking rule to rule them all is you have to disentangle the quality of the message from the status of the messenger, mm. right? Mm. And what that also means is um, if, that if that message feels right to you, be on your guard mm. because you're going to let it slip under your defenses and you're not yes. going to be thinking like scientists. So if yeah. they're appealing to common sense or tradition or to yes. emotion, yeah. you might go, hell yes, sign yes. me up, right? Yeah. But that's exactly when you need to be a critical thinker. Yeah. And, you know, and if yeah. everybody's going in a particular direction, that's also a great lead indicator to stop and think, mm. is this really the, the best thing to be doing? Mm, absolutely. So he talks about contrarian thinking. I'm a huge yeah. fan of contrarian thinking. Yeah. Um, like, like the ask what would change your mind. Yeah. Those types of yes. questions, which yes. is... Well, really that's falsification, right? Mm. So that's, that again, that's at the heart of the scientific method, which mm. is we don't, we should never strive to prove our ideas right because we're never going to be able mm. to, but we can prove them wrong pretty mm. easily. Mm. So what's the falsifying condition? He's got a great quote that I love that says, we learn more from people who challenge yes. our thought process yeah. than those who affirm our conclusions. Mm. And we'd like to surround ourselves, leaders often like to surround themselves with people who affirmed them, right? Mm. Which is why in traditional societies you would have a court jester whose job it was mm. to be a contrarian thinker without getting his head chopped. And we get that built into organisations, don't we? As you know, like as companies and hierarchy and things like that actually builds that 
in unwittingly. You would, you, what you mean the, the 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 power the power yes, dynamic. Yeah, so the, the, yeah. the the manager said yeah. it's this. Yeah. Yeah, speaking truth, speaking truth to power takes a great deal of courage. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah, but he said, you know, like I like that. the 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 mark of lifelong learners is recognizing you can learn something from everyone you meet. Absolutely, and that's yeah. a really powerful yeah. concept he, when you think about and it. And he's it? got, I think, he's got a great lesson for New Zealanders, right? Which is the absence of conflict. Mm. You know, it's not harmony; it's apathy. Mm. You know, and, and and look, everything yeah. he says is quotable, like this: books, books. I need my books. <laughs> And in many ways, that's the strength of his book. Right? Mm. The strength of his book is the, how brilliantly he captures these ideas mm. and communicates them. Because most of these ideas aren't his. Mm. They've been around for a long time in various places. Absolutely. But he does a great job, job of collating and curating it for a, yeah. a new audience, perhaps. Yeah. So some of the, um, yeah, the, the um, interpersonal stuff I found really interesting. So, and, and things that are very easy to put into application. The increase your question to statement ratio. Yeah, I love that. That, yeah, that is yeah, a yeah. fantastic. So um, he talks about disagreement as a dance. Yes. Not a. Yeah. It's not a competition. Yes. It's a dance. Yes. So if you think of it, you don't. Yeah, you don't. Well, well or, or, or you reframe yeah. a, a disagreement as a discussion. Which is that's a exactly right. right. And mm. and also, it's not just asking questions. It's asking how questions rather than why. Mm. You know, so how, how and we, and finding convergence as yes. well. And um, yeah. he's got he's, there's a great chapter where he he puts this. Um, we won't spoil it because it's a it's a it's a, it's a, yeah. a, a wall moment. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. But but this idea of um, you know, when you when you're having a discussion. You know, it's it's a dance. It's about exploring. It's about asking questions. It's about yes, that's exactly right. I agree with that. However, what about this? And in dancing around, um, yeah, asking. You know, the idea of starting from what we agree on, right? Yeah, because that builds trust too. That's exactly right. We agree on a whole lot of things. We also disagree about Mm. a few other things. Asking people how they originally formed the the opinion. I think that's excellent. You know, where did that come from? Like, can you explain to me? Because if you, um, he, he talks about that idea. If you if you can't explain it, there's a there's a pretty good sign that you might not. Yeah. You know, you might not be across it. As well and as that taps into a really strong psychological tradition called the illusion illusion of explanatory depth, mm, mm. which is you know you think you can explain something until, until someone you asks you to. to yeah. yeah, and then it's like suddenly you have no idea yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, like where did you know yeah. where did that come from? Would yeah. be quite a confronting question. So I was thinking about this book, you know. So I, I do a lot of I do a lot of teaching about thinking skills. I do a lot of reading about thinking skills. When mm. I got to this book, there was nothing in this book that I didn't know. Mm. Like I love the way. Uh, you know, it's really, what would be your standout? The, well, is the, there, the quotable, is there a, is the quotable there, moments, right? Yeah, there, there are moments yeah. in it that are quotable that, that I can use in my teaching to drag in other literature. I think this is a great book. If you if you want to start your journey, I hate that language, if you want to start th- thinking about how you're thinking and challenging your mm. thinking, this is a great book to start. There's lots of stuff to pick yeah. up, isn't but, it? But yeah. I, it's funny because what's your favorite book on thinking skills? Do you have one? Uh, I mean, it's a tough question, right? It is tough, but, you know, like books like this are so accessible. Yeah. You have to read things like, um, I, like I, I think if you can make your way through it, thinking fast, thinking slow is yeah. is fantastic. It is, it is. But it, but that's like the the, yes. the root of all yeah. information, yeah. isn't it? That's big reading. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So I, yeah. um, for my students, I recommend a book called Calling Bullshit: The Art of Skepticism in a Data-Driven World by mm. Carl Bergstrom and um, who's the other guy? I think his name's. Um, 
standby, Jevin West. I think that's a great book. Yeah. But again, these are graduate students who are coming to this stuff mm. quite late. And there's another brilliant book that I love, which is called The Art of Thinking Clearly by Rolf de Belli. He's, oh. he's a German, I think he's a German philosopher. Yeah. I think they're, they're more, they're not more serious, but I think they're, a, maybe mm. they're a step beyond this. Yes. You know, yeah. they're a step you beyond. You can see that yeah, there yeah. is something there, right? Yeah. 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 But, but if you, um, you know, if you're in business or if you're in policy or in sports yeah. group and you want to challenge maybe not even your thinking, but the people thinking around you, you're in a board, you don't like the way, yes, you don't like the quality of the thinking that's going on, this is a great place to pick up some skills yeah. and challenge people to... Um, My biggest yes moment, like oh, okay. there was one yeah. real nugget that I took away, which picks up on what you were just saying there, you know, because I'm involved in boards and things yes. like that as well, yeah. is that... You know, thinking of what you believe as a process rather than a finality. And if yes. you took that to a group context yeah. as well, that's that's a fantastic way to think oh, of it. There's yeah. never, there is never, that's a, you know, that's a, that's, yes. you know, for the full 100% rock solid, yep. you know. What psychologists back. talk about all the time is escalating commitment, right? Mm. So if we get into an argument, particularly in front of an audience, mm. and you've got a view and I've got a view, instead of us... I mean, not, not us, but instead of two people displaying cognitive humility and thinking really hard about what assumptions have we made, mm. how does the logic of the argument hold together, does the evidence support yeah. that, what, what ends up happening is you double down on what you've got, yes. I double down on what I've got, and we both fall for conf confirmation bias. And that's not a thing. dance. And no one's, mm. we're not dancing, right? <laughs> No. We're not dancing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the, so one of the great techniques that's used in um, uh, often in mediation is you get people to swap points of view. Yes. So I have to argue for your thesis. Yeah. And you have to argue for my thesis. Yeah. And then we can explore the ideas from a different point of view. Mm. That's kind of cool. And he, the, the the idea around um, the binary thing as well, you know, like we've we've managed to turn the world into this or that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not okay. nothing is ever. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. again, and yeah. that's that whole Western dualistic thinking yes. stuff that we, we owe to the Greeks yeah. rather than kind of an Eastern tradition, which is far more holistic. Why can't it be and both? Mm. You know, and mm. I love that. I and mean, it generally you, is. Yeah. Well, we use that a yeah. lot in our work, right? Mm. Which is both of these things can be true. Mm. You know, like we can be having an argument, and both of these things can be. So true. when you go into a research question, mm. yeah, you know, I, I imagine you're going in to pick apart the spectrum that's there. Yeah, so, uh, so we're obviously we're a research insights company, but actually we're there to solve problems. Mm. And so, what usually happens is somebody will come to us with a problem that's framed in a particular way. Yeah. And what we get permission to do by working with them is saying, if you look at this problem from a different perspective, yes, it looks like a very different problem. Yeah. You know, and, that's and then there's cool. degrees and all and, of that, isn't there as well? And yeah, yeah. and particularly if somebody's invested in a particular solution. Yeah. Well, what would it take for other solutions to work, or how have you? How have you come to that solution? Does the evidence support that? And do you find solution? that when people are presented with information that shows that, I guess, to some degree, the feeling of the public around an issue is yeah. X or Well, in, in organisations and even yeah. with politicians, what you have to do first is you have to push them off balance. Mm. And, and what I mean by that is because these people are successful, they usually typically think that their thinking is flawless. Mm. So we have to spend a bit of time demonstrating the flaws in their thinking, mm. which we can do with some amazing illusions and some traps and things, <laughs> yeah. and show them that their brains are taking shortcuts and yeah. using heuristics and are influenced by power, just mm. like everybody mm. else's, right? Mm. So you push them off balance, yeah. and then you can say... And then you bring the science then you approach can, in. And then you can say, yeah. have, you thought about, have you thought about doing this a different way? Mm. Um, <laughs> Um, but that, you know, that is the problem. It's the thing that he talks about as well, which is people tunnel, they double down, they get really arrogant. And you need to say, 
you know, we need to think like a scientist. Can you step down from the pedestal Absolutely. and come and dance? Can we take yeah. the emotion out of it, right? That's yeah, right. Yeah. Let's dance. May I have the stars? <laughs> May I have the stars? You, that could be the name of your book. It should be. <laughs> Maybe we should yeah. say to Adam, he, he could have a new yeah. tag. Um, may I have my book, please? So hold yeah. on. So like you know. So all right. Uh, what, what's our four? Good, great. I was listening. Great, good. I can't remember. Because there were three, and I yeah. said we can't have a. We can't. There's a terrible. There, yeah. yeah. There's oh, got to be an extreme yeah. end yeah. of terrible. So terrible, average, good, and great. Mm. All right. Where are you on this one? I. I think because I haven't read lots of yeah. these things, I think it's a great yeah. read. Yeah. Because there's so. You know, and, and we talk about books that you can walk away and do something with. This is absolutely one of those books. And and there was so much in this book that I actually took away. Great. Straight away and put into Perfect. The, my yep. work, the yep. way I'm thinking. And actually just re, you know, checking in with the book over the last week okay. made me stop and go, oh, actually, I've drifted away. Because again, you know, like his well, point is we naturally... So I should have said it's yeah. habits. And one of the things that we yeah. do at Research First is we give people thinking checklists. Mm. Because exactly, exactly that reason, you, you, you pull it out of your wallet back. and go, bang, am yeah. I doing all of these things? Yeah. yeah, I think if you're new to this stuff, it's a great book. Yeah. You know, like if, if this is your first entry into how do I think and how can I think better, yeah, and this, is, this and is great. Stuff, if you've been yeah. reading uh, some Lots of the of stuff, not, not, but even mm. some of the stuff, it, it it's more on the good scale mm, but mm. it's a hell of a read he's a hell of a writer he's a hell of a guy i would love He'd be an interesting i, I guy would love me. to meet this guy yeah yeah and um just a little uh, icing on the um cake as they say the the last chapter is brilliant because he actually puts in his draft that he's edited out and yeah. changed and it's just i, I found that fascinating well that, it, this is a different conversation for a yeah. different day but you know the idea of a shitty first draft yeah. for writing, life, ideas, product development, mm. anything. But it showed his thinking. And and anyone who's read his earlier books, he actually does go counter to some of the stuff in his earlier That's book right. as well, which yeah. I think is yeah, know, putting although, it in action. Although yeah. some of the critics of this book have said it, it almost gives him an escape clause, right? Yes. You know, like yes. it's a nice way of saying, I don't believe that anymore. My, my thinking's moved on, which you'd expect. Yeah. But if you're picking up his previous books, looking for guidance, yeah, that's true. You might not know that <laughs> there's thing. no little well, yeah. asterisks. <laughs> he hasn't gone back, has he? Yeah. Hey, and the other thing is just just yes. to end. Um, so this is great, but all his books are great. Mm. I, I don't know the Sheryl Sandberg one, um, but you know, originals uh, and yes. what's the other one called? Originals. I should know this. Give and take. Give and take. Both great. Yeah. You know, really, really good stuff. Yeah, and and like we said, this podcast is good too. So he's a he's a good. He's a good um, interview. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So check out Adam Grant. Add it to your reading list. Yeah. yeah. There's plenty of them. And <laughs> um, we'll be back with another book real soon. All right. Cheers, Sean. Thank you for listening to the 232 podcast. We'll be back soon with another book, unpacked, distilled and unhinged. But until then, stop, stop read and, and repeat. repeat.